Atlanta News First investigates the largest investigative team in Georgia, holding the powerful accountable and fighting for you. Now, in this series of podcasts, we take you behind the scenes of our most recent investigations. Welcome to Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First. How are you doing, everyone? Eddie Prati here with another edition of Behind the Investigation. Joining me now is my colleague, investigative reporter, Rachel Bohansky. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. So this Behind the Investigation focuses on one of your investigations, and it's something that I knew very little about. It has to do with a family's ability to test their newborn for diseases really depends on the zip code. Yeah, this is really fascinating, and I knew nothing about this until I started digging into it. And the more I learned, you know, it's it's pretty scary for parents. Um, basically, every newborn in the United States is required to undergo a newborn screening, and this is done via a heel prick test. Um, and they are tested for a variety of conditions or diseases, um, typically things that are hard to spot. But depending where you live depends on how many conditions or diseases will be screened for. And you profiled a family right here in Georgia. Let's take a look. Yeah. Look at that rhino. He is kind of like a triceratops, isn't he? In this six-year-old's world, (laughs) dinosaurs roam freely. Oh, you're going to name it Harry? Mm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's something he will never do. It's very heartbreaking because something that is treatable is not being called because parents don't know about it. Cloud Kerbo was born in Bainbridge, Georgia. A perfectly healthy baby, or so his parents thought. His newborn screening did not detect anything abnormal. There weren't any really signs until right before his third birthday. It just became very bad to where, to the point he couldn't hardly walk. That's when Cloud's parents, Sloan and Carlisle, took him to a hospital where they say he was tested for multiple diseases before they finally got some answers. After two weeks, they called us in a little conference room, and they said that Cloud has Crab A disease. Crab A is a rare disease that gradually attacks the nerve fibers in Cloud's brain, causing him to lose mental and physical function. While there's no cure, there is treatment. But early detection is key, and most infants with Crab A die before the age of two. Hey, if we'd just gone across the border to Tennessee, it would have been discovered when he was born. And we could have done a transplant then, and he might still be walking or might be able to still see well. Carlisle's right. Tennessee tests for crab bait during the newborn screening. They're one of 10 states that do so. A child's life should not be determined by the zip code they're born in. But yet, testing varies greatly state by state. Georgia tests for 37 conditions, which may seem like a lot. But let's look at our neighbors. Florida tests for 57 conditions. Tennessee tests for 67. And Alabama only tests for 31. So why the inconsistency? The March of Dimes Georgia chapter says factors include the frequency of the disease as well as funding. Do you think the financial cost of these screenings plays a role? Definitely. We have to think about financial financial costs play a role in everything, right? We do know that for each screening, there are costs associated with it. That's why March of Dimes encourages families to go to the Capitol and advocate for more conditions to be added to the newborn screening requirements. It's something the Kerbos are familiar with. In 2020, they went before the newborn screening panel and requested Crab A be added. It was denied. A year later, they tried again. This time it was added as part of a pilot program, which means if you have a newborn today, 
he or she will be tested for CRAB-A. But it's a three-year program. After that, the panel will decide if CRAB-A will be permanently added to Georgia's newborn screening. We don't want this to happen to anyone else. It has been one of our biggest goals is just to make sure that we do everything in our power to make everyone aware of how important newborn screening is, not just for CRAB-A, but for all other kinds of diseases as well. As for six-year-old Cloud, who is not expected to live past his second birthday, he continues to defy the odds every day. That was really compelling. You really feel for Cloud's uh, parents and Cloud, I mean, beating the odds, six years old. And the I think it, typically it's, they don't... <laughs> they don't survive look, past the age of wow, two. Wow, that's yeah, really typically. something. Tell me about... Um, is there a discussion to increase the volume of testing for diseases in Georgia? Is that a discussion? Uh, so there's not really a uniform discussion, mm-hmm. and that's where the advocacy comes into play. So many times, uh, you know, people don't know about this. I think if more parents knew about this, then the discussion would be a lot louder. But right now it's typically families who have children with rare diseases who are leading this conversation because otherwise people wouldn't know. I mean, before I did this story, I never even heard of crab A, yeah. right? So there's so many diseases. If you look through that list, um, and it's it's so sad when you see that Georgia only tests for 37, when our neighbor, you know, Florida's at 57, Tennessee's at 67, and it's like... Why if not? I, yeah, why not? If, if I have a baby, I want them to test for everything. You know, even if I have to pay more money, who cares? Like, you just want to make sure that your baby is going to be healthy. Yeah. So um, parents who may be watching this that are expecting a, a child, they're thinking, okay, I want to test for these things that Georgia isn't currently testing. What should they do? What are some recommendations for them? So talk with your doctor, uh, talk with your OBGYN. Um, there are a number of diseases that you can request uh, be added to to the newborn screening, um, but you'll also have to check with your insurance company because you might have to spend a little extra money out of pocket. Mm-hmm. But um, that heel prick test that they do can test for a number of diseases. So it's not like your baby would have to, you know, undergo all of these extra tests. It's the same test. Um, It's just when it goes to that lab where they're looking for different diseases, instead of testing for 37, perhaps they would test for 47 or 50 or, you know, whatever the number might be. You know, you're someone that you and your husband are hoping to have a child uh, one day. What's going through your mind as you're going through this process and then also looking at where the state stands? Uh, Well, I'm saying to myself, maybe we should move to Connecticut (laughs) because Connecticut tests for like 80 something conditions and diseases. And um, yeah, we we do want to have a baby. And this really scares me. And it's definitely a conversation I'll have with my OBGYN when we get to that point um, to see if we can test for more conditions. And I think, again, for people watching, um, you know, this is where the advocate advocating portion of this comes into play. You know, if you want to see change, if you want to see more diseases or conditions added to that newborn screening panel, you know, find other families and go to the Capitol and push for policy change. Um, Because again, I think this is just something that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Rachel, uh, great investigative reporting as usual. A lot of great information for parents and future parents. So thank you so much for taking the time to take us behind the investigation. Of course. Thank you.